Hello, fellow lovers of all things green. I'm Mary Stone, and welcome to Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries. It's not only about gardens, it's about nature's inspirations, about grasping the glories of the world around us, gathering what we learn from Mother Nature, and carrying these lessons into our garden of life. So let's jump in in the spirit of learning from each other. We have lots to talk about. Hello there, it's Mary Stone once again, speaking to you from a very, very, very cold screened porch. It's always such a joy to visit with you and a joy to hear from those of you that reached back after our last chat about birch trees' strength and flexibility. It seems I'm not the only one who has a love for the beloved birch that's masterful at going with the flow and thriving no matter what nature or what life has in store. Something we can all learn from. Which brings me to how Mother Nature has a mind of her own, a pattern, a rhythm. And over the weekend, we had 55 degree temperatures on Saturday. Really, it brought people out and about. In fact, on the road walk with Miss Jolie, we came across two other streetwalkers, which is unusual. And of course, she had to come and say hello to them, and that was a lot of fun. And that same evening, we have a camera on the uh, screen porch that's motion activated. And Mr. Bubba Bear was out at about 11 p.m., making his rounds. And when I was looking at the video, I had to smile because I was thinking, it's too early. It's not time to come out of hibernation. Although they do do that if there's a warm spell, such as there was. It always brings an awe to see them. And uh, he looked like the juvenile that visited several times last year. In fact, we spoke about him in episode 27, Skunk Cabbage Appeal and Rhubarb Review which included a story about the young Bubba Bear, which is sure to bring a smile if you haven't listened to that episode. And then after that day, anomaly of 55 degrees, we woke to a surprise four inches of snow. And that was fun for me. As you know, I love to cross-country ski. The unexpected snow leads to the story I'd like to share with you today, titled Growing Hope, inspired by the Book of Hope. I look forward to telling you about it, and it starts like this. Hello, fellow readers and listeners. After enjoying a cross-country ski on the surprise fluff of four inches on Sunday, I hunkered down to The Book of Hope by Jane Goodall and Douglas Abrams with Gail Hudson, borrowed from the library. The subtitle? A Survivor Guide for Trying Times. I don't know about you, but surviving seems sad. How about Thriving Guide to Growing Hope instead? Published last year, essentially... The Book of Hope is a dialogue with Jane Goodall about her reasons for hope, despite the world's increasing troubles. She has four of them that she intimately shares. One of them is the resilience of nature. Goodall feels that we still have time to turn things around despite our neglect and disregard for preserving and caring for Mother Earth, which is a very promising thought that we still have time. She considers herself a naturalist rather than a scientist, though Goodall is that too. The naturalist, Jane said, looks for the wonder of nature. She listens to the voice of nature and learns from nature as she tries to understand it. She goes on to say, as a naturalist, you need to have empathy and intuition and love. And awe, she adds, as the dialogue unfolds. The book cover portrait of Jane, at almost 90 years old, with her soulful eyes displays her timeless commitment and love for the world around us and the animals and plants that live in it. 
She's most known for her study of chimpanzees and her mission to protect them by protecting their environments. In her research about the decline of chimpanzees, she observed that by restoring and improving the environment, by planting trees and other indigenous plants that were once on the site, and letting them colonize, the population of chimpanzees and other wildlife grew too. Through a natural succession of stages over time, the land returns to an ecologically balanced state given no other manufactured or natural setbacks. But we can nurture nature and encourage a quicker recovery by replacing the plants that were once there. In the Book of Hope, Jane Goodall said, Hope does not deny the difficulty and all the danger that exists, but is not stopped by them. There is a lot of darkness, but our actions create the light. Don't you just love that? She explained that each of us can make a difference by taking action, and by doing so, you'll inspire others to do the same. You know, I often think about that when we do our little part. It always seems kind of small, but when you think about adding that to everyone else's efforts, it can snowball into a remarkable positive change. I hungrily absorb Jane Goodall's other three reasons of hope, the amazing human intellect, the power of young people, and the indomitable human spirit. I didn't have space in the written column to like touch on each of those subjects. I'm going to do a little bit of that here. That's the benefit of our podcast, isn't it? Regarding the amazing human intellect, she feels we can overcome the problems in our environment. And I quote, if we use our human intellect, together with good old common sense, to solve them. She goes on to say, of course, a great deal of our onslaught on Mother Nature is not the lack of intelligence, but lack of compassion for future generations and the health of our planet. Sheer selfish greed for short-term benefits to increase the wealth and power of individuals, corporations, and governments. Boy, does that ring true, doesn't it? As sad as it is. But we are beginning to make progress, Jane encourages. And we are. We indeed are. And this sentiment she shared especially touches my heart. We think we are smarter than nature, but we are not. Our human intellect is amazing, but we must be humble and recognize that there is even a greater intelligence in nature. Another of her reasons for hope, the power of young people, is perfectly exemplified with a global youth program called Roots and Shoots. She began as part of her mission. It was begun in 1991 when local youth gathered at her home in Tanzania and expressed how they felt powerless against the problems in the world around them. As the students told their stories and offered ideas, Jane realized that the solution was right in front of them, their power to create change. And the Roots and Shoots program was born. I'm taking a clip from their wonderful website, rootsandshoots.org. You may wish to visit. And since that time... There's millions of students in 50 states and 60 countries all over the world that have taken the challenge of making the world a better place for people and animals and the environment we share. It's a beautiful thing. The last of Jane Goodall's reasons for hope is the indomitable human spirit or invincible, unshakable human spirit, such as firefighters entering the towers during 9-11 and relief workers rallying to help after an earthquake or hurricane to save trapped animals and people. I look forward to how the book will end. I am going to finish it up this week, I'm sure. Meanwhile, we can all do our part by cleaning up the world around us, picking up trash along the road, stopping the use of pesticides and other toxic chemicals, and planting native plants. 
we can all do our part by nurturing nature and letting it be. The balance of nature is perfect if we allow it. I have to close the story with sharing that today marks the 500th anniversary of our weekly chats. I recall that 500 columns seemed like a reasonable goal when we began, and here we are. But it occurs to me we have more dilemmas, delights, and discoveries in the Garden of Life to share. I look forward to moving forward with you in the spirit of growing hope and love. Thank you, kind readers and listeners, for the privilege. Garden Dilemmas? AskMaryStone.com. Thank you so much for visiting with me today. I hope you've enjoyed it. And if you have, please share with your friends so more can join us and learn and grow in this garden of life. It would be such a delight to hear from more of you. I hope the Book of Hope inspired you as much as it's inspired me to do our part in nurturing the rhythms of nature. We can each do one small thing that will snowball into a major change. We still have time. Thanks so much. You can follow Garden Dilemmas on Facebook or online at GardenDilemmas.com and on Instagram at hashtag Mary Elaine Stone. Garden Dilemmas, Delights, and Discoveries is produced by Alex Bartling. Thanks for coming by. I look forward to chatting again from my screen porch. And always remember to embrace the unexpected in this garden of life. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.